So I know that all of these telenovelas make loving in Spanish be this beautiful and insatiable kind of love that every woman wants to have, but I can't help but love in English. Can't relate. <laughs> I can't help but love in Spanish. Okay, first of all, just to clear the air, I'm not a lover girl. That's the first thing. But it, when I do... She says this as she says she loves in Spanish. I'm not I'm not easily a lover girl. I really do try to avoid it. We've had a whole episode. Sola es mejor. True. That's who I am. But when I do fall, and this is why I avoid it, bro, I'm some suave, debonair, whatever. Like, I will buy you a whole new wardrobe. I'll show up to your house with food just to surprise you, not in the creepy stalker way. I will write you letters. I just go above and beyond. I think for me, love is just so vulnerable. It reminds me of, have you ever done this like trusting test where the person is, you're supposed to fall in the back? Yeah. And that person's supposed to like pick you up? Yeah. I fail that test. Oh my goodness. No, I fail it. I don't trust anyone. I don't trust mi propia sombra. I don't trust anyone. Someone needs therapy. I ghosted my own therapist. That's how you know I don't trust no one. stereotypes, unpacks traumas, and empowers those in our community. I'm Valerie Razo. And I'm Estefania Cano. And this is Limitless, Limitless Latina. So last week you heard us talk about traumas. And whatever topic we're going to talk about today is probably very related and tied to it. So it's a good follow-up. To me, this topic derived off of the toxic corporate culture that we all love and hate. And so, in honor of you know who you are, and you probably will be listening to this because you're in love with me, we all have different emotions. When we speak different languages, we feel in a certain language, we react in a certain language. For me, logic comes from my English language, but emotion comes from my Spanish. And that's what I want to talk about today. Yeah, I will say, personally, I'm definitely someone that's led by my head. Mm -hmm. I think a lot because of my American upbringing. And even in my household, I'm known as like the cold American one because of just how heartless I can be. But when again, when I do let myself feel, when I do like feel safe enough to feel, I will get all Spanishy. I'll be such a lover. I'll, I'll go. I'll go out of my out of my way to take care of my people. Like I have a lot of friends that say I'm a really good boyfriend, and it's a shame. <laughs> I was born the way I am. I love that for you. I just also hate that for you because that leads to heartbreak. Yeah, it does. It it really does. Do you think that you get heartbroken in Spanish or in English? Oh, that's a really good question. Also, I think we should do a preface on like what we define as like Spanish versus English and like how those emotions affect us. Let's do that first. So for me, like when I say that things that I do in Spanish versus things that I do in English, I think for me, my emotional connection to things are definitely very Spanish. So for example, if I am angry, I'm angry in Spanish. Like that's innately like those words of frustration and anger come out in Spanish so quick, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm less likely to be mad in English. Like you don't see me confronting you in English, but you'll see me throw out some <laughs> really beautiful and poetic words in Spanish. <laughs> And then, for example, I want to be sad in Spanish, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's because the songs, the way that they're written, and the kind of musical instruments they use, I don't know, they just align with me, like, emotionally. But when I do, like, business, I want to talk and I want to do it in English. When, I, when I'm falling in love, I want to do it in English because of my fear of falling. So I think for me, English, it goes through my logic mm -hmm. versus Spanish goes through my emotional side. Interesting. 
I would say definitely for me, it's a totally different experience. I think at first, with everything, my go-to is just thinking, feeling in English. So keeping a nice, safe distance, being very rational. But then, you know, once people pass some certain trials and I can trust them after a long time of putting them to the test unconsensually, because, you know, you're supposed to let someone know when you're testing them, but I don't because I'm toxic. I never tell them. I tell them after the fact. I'm like, you passed the test. What test? Exactly. And that's why we need to go to therapy. <laughs> Anyways, after trust has been proven to me, I start to feel safe, and that's when I could really truly be my emotional Spanish self. And that's when I let myself feel deeply but going back to your original question do you think when I do feel in Spanish does that add more to my heartbreak Mm -hmm. I don't think so or at least now maybe you would ask me this a year or even more ago I wouldn't have said that but I've honestly come to a place in my life where like I said earlier I was definitely led by my head so much that I stopped validating my emotions for probably like a good decade or even longer and now post-therapy I really do think using logic and emotion it doesn't limit me it expands me and I'm totally stealing that from the Barbie movie. Oh, okay. I was about to say, wow, that was so poetic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I rewatched okay, the Barbie okay, movie. Okay, uh, Greta Gertwig. <laughs> yeah, when I rewatched the Barbie movie, I remember like the first time I saw it, that, that quote really hit me. And the second time I watched it, I took notes. And that was the first thing I took an adverbatum notes of. I even told my therapist that quote. And she's like, I need to watch this movie. She did a great job. I really enjoyed that movie. I think if you were saying about going to therapy, I'll just watch Barbie every day, okay? <laughs> That's my therapy. That's all I need. Yeah. But what do you think you could do to let yourself Love in Spanish? Yeah. I love that you asked that. I was manifesting this question out of you. Awesome. I think for me, it's... It's baby steps. I kind of liked how you said that you first have to think and like people in English, and then once you get to know them, then you can love in Spanish. I think for me, it's been a really tough trajectory just letting people in in general Mm -hmm. me being in a relationship for eight months was already a record I hadn't talked to anyone for more than a month before I was ready to go on to the next so I think it's it's really stage wise I'm glad that I had that moment and I'm glad that I met the person that I met but I'm also glad that it's time for a new chapter in my life And so I think this chapter that I just passed, I loved in English and perhaps I'll be loving in English for a couple more relationships until I feel comfortable to love in Spanish. I guess the next question I would want to ask, how do you think you love yourself in which language? Oh my God, I love myself in Spanish so badly. Really? Yes. Here's something that I hope that if there's a mother listening to or people who, women who hope to have children, sometime in their life, tell your young girls to not get into a relationship until they have fully loved themselves. Mm-hmm. I was one of those late boomers that did not have a relationship till I was 25. Mm-hmm. And I could not, I do not regret that at all. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Because I think that when you're young, you haven't fully immersed into who you want to become or have honed that muscle of like knowing your worth. And that comes with loving yourself. Yeah, I think not loving yourself really gives space to be able to take advantage of you Mm -hmm. and you not knowing your worth you think you'll take any crap and honestly seeing what I've seen with other people because I also am pretty much a late bloomer as well we're so similar sometimes yeah it's kind of scary that your first relationships really do sometimes set the pace and the course for Mm -hmm. what you're going to tolerate in the future yeah there's this one girl I work with 
she's married now, but she was telling me the other day, and this girl's been through it. Like, this girl's had a, like, a, a pew-pew to her head. Wow. Yeah, and she still stayed with that guy for a long time. Yeah. And it was just in super toxic relationships. And I was actually recommending that she go to therapy, not just because of that, but just, like, she's just such an angry person because she's gone through so much, and she's mm-hmm. so young, and she... She looks 40, wrinkles-wise, and she's probably only 25, 26. What a toxic man does to you. Take notes, ladies. Yeah, poor thing. I was telling her, you should probably go to therapy, and I quoted, I don't know if you've ever seen The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Have you ever seen that movie? It's such a good movie, but there's this one really iconic quote from it. It was all over Tumblr back in, you know, 2010s, Mm -hmm. and it was, we accept the love we think we deserve. I I remember seeing that, and that's when my whole mindset of dating changed, Mm -hmm. because I remember for the longest time and that's how I knew it was right is that when I was in college I used to say I am such soy una cabrona mm-hmm. soy una cabrona no me merezco a good guy like I don't deserve it and I and I remember like I even had friends who would say like why do you think that like I think you're so nice like why do you think that mm-hmm. and I think I was just so afraid of being used or being treated negatively in any way that I would tell myself that I was mean and unworthy of a good love yeah and to be fair when you're so young you just see guys mistreat women so much you're just like it's bound to happen to me too yeah which is another reason I postponed it as well I got men are not mature enough for me even though I'm very immature they're still not good enough for me well also another thing is when I was in high school slash college I never wanted a serious relationship Mm -hmm. because I went like I said I I wasn't ready for it but in college I did want to explore because I remember in high school I felt like the guy who I was I really loved at, at the extent that you can love when you're literally 17, I felt like he didn't like me because I lacked experience. Mm-hmm. So for me, my college years were, I'm going to explore as much as I possibly can. And I literally took the motto of the Skittle brand where it's like, taste, taste the, the colors rainbow. of the rainbow. And I genuinely went for it. All right. And now I feel very seasoned. That's good. I'm definitely for people exploring their options because you you got to try different things out to know what you want that's that's a huge aspect of dating before you start getting serious with people Mm -hmm. and that's why you should date around so you get to know what you like what what actually works because sometimes you have this ideal and then reality hits and realize oh guys aren't like in the movies if that's what you're looking for i you know i used to think that that guys weren't like the movies but honestly my ex-boyfriend he showed me what a what a good guy is like Mm mm-hmm you know, he really went above and beyond. I mean, yes, we didn't connect in a physical way. And that is super fundamental in a relationship. But when it came to actually like going above and beyond, like bringing flowers, like going on dates, planning things, like he really did make me feel like I was in a movie. Hmm. So I think there are nice guys out there. They're just not going to be at the bar, ladies. They're probably <laughs> going to be watching Star Wars on a Saturday night. Like for me, the movie thing was like, okay, I don't have to communicate certain things and they're going to magically read my mind. That's what I meant. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I think that was a, that was a big thing for me when I was younger. I was like, he's going to read my mind. He's going to know exactly how I want to be pursued and he's just going to he's going to know everything. And then the older I get, no, I need to talk. I need to say I need to say what I want, what I don't like, what I do like. I got I got to give them the link to my Pinterest. That is a problem a lot of people have. Actually, so right now, I've been a in the advisor position for my boss who's dating someone. Mm-hmm. And he was complaining about how she's always on her phone. And so I told him, I said, you need to speak up. 
She's not going to guess. I know your nonverbals may be evident to you, but her emotional intelligence may not be high enough, which then I thought was really funny because he was like, oh no, she's emotional. And I was like, you (laughs) obviously don't know what I mean by emotional intelligence, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Work in progress. I think a lot of that's rooted in pride because you're like, oh, they should know what I want because... I'm so good at exuding what I want. I'm like, that's so unreal. Babe, that's so unrealistic. Communication truly is key. And you just got to get over yourself and be like, hey, I don't like it when you do this. I like it when you do that. I want to see more effort in this. I want to see less effort in that. It's that easy. But see, okay, and I agree with you, but I'm going to step on thin ice really quickly. Okay. I can say things directly to an extent. I can tell you, hey, take me out because I like to be spoiled. But when it comes to physical connection, I feel like I shouldn't have to verbally tell you. I feel like you should be able to like feel the moment and see if you're comfortable or uncomfortable with how things are going and progressing. Am I wrong for thinking that? If that's what you want, I don't think you're you're wrong. So speaking of connection, do you think that our first language not being the same as our partner actually hinders our connection? I don't think it does. I think it's honestly like a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. and can offer a different perspective. And you see all the time people who don't even have the same first language fall in love. And I think because of that physical connection, it's just because sometimes connections are just so innate. It's how I think relationships should be. Yeah. Even friendships, not even just talking about romantic, things should just come naturally. It should just flow. That's when you know things are meant to be. So no, I don't think speaking a not the same language really affects that. What about you? Yeah, I think that in part, I agree with what you're saying, but in another end, I feel there's kind of a a language barrier. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because I do think that in a way, you two are loving each other in a different language. And so those are completely different emotions that are coming into play. And I only say this because I remember when I was younger, and like I said, this person to me is probably the person I probably love the most similarly to what I would love in Spanish. And I remember that I would sometimes try to talk to him in Spanish or like, or things like that. And he would just be like, I'm, I don't understand. Like, can you just speak English? <laughs> Whatever you're trying to do right now, this sexy talk, like not for me. But in like, Whatever this is, I'm not trying to play Duolingo right now. Like, get back on script, babe. Get back on script. But I remember that I had a physical connection with this guy who is from Spain. And us both speaking the same language, it was honestly like euphoric. Any guy who I've talked to or we both spoke the same first language, we both had the same first language, it was euphoric. And our communication great honestly broke my scale so food for thought i don't know but that's just how i feel okay when you dream do you dream in spanish or in english i think that it's a hybrid it really depends on who's in my dream 50 50 yeah what about the inner monologue in your head okay do you have an inner monologue in your head yeah my inner monologue is definitely in english okay interesting why what do you what's what's the science behind it i don't know oh okay i thought you were about to give me some stat no i just just wanted to know yeah i just wanted to know i'm kind of scheming up a theory but i can't scheme one. Oh my god scheme it scheme it we can just say this is like an unreliable source the valerie's theories are pretty like logical in the best way possible i don't know your daily active monologue is in english and then like your one when you dream which is kind of you offline quote unquote is pretty 50 50 so i don't know maybe it's that fun part of you that 
wants the Spanish, but I mean, I'm always just thinking in English. Except sometimes when I get into like really deep romantic thoughts, specifically deep and romantic or deep sad, I start monologuing in Spanish and I start- You monologue in Spanish? Yeah, I monologue in Spanish, like Spanish poetry, basically. Really? Yeah, like I have to be really deep in my feels and I'll just start like thinking in Spanish, like this, I wish I I can only monologue in Spanish when someone pisses me off. Interesting. When I'm angry, really angry, usually at my partner, it's in Spanish. And I'll say it because I could just say whatever I want. Mm -hmm. And he'll just be like, I know you're mad, but that sounds really hot right now. Oh, God. (gasps) The Colombian accent gets them all. Mad. Yeah, even though I'm not paisa, but whatever. For me, the language barrier doesn't get in the way. Unless it's like something really deep and I'm trying to be like cool. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's going to get in the way. I just think the experience elevates when you both speak that same language. It's your first native language. Like the experience is one step step higher. It's enhanced. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. In conclusion, I'm never going to love in Spanish again. And Estefania needs to. All right. Well, usually I conclude, but Valerie pretty much summed it up. So all I have to say is we'll see you in two weeks. Ciao. Besitos. Adios.